Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. And we are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight, got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet, cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Hope you've had a great week. I, uh, if it wasn't for these technical difficulties, I know, I'm just kidding. It's been a good week. Danny, you have one of the most interesting hats I have seen you wear in a while, sir. Well, it's, uh, I don't know what it's from. I don't know exactly what it's from, but I picked it up for Pride Month. It was in the end cap of all the Pride items at the store. And I was picking up some stickers in uh, June is Pride Month. So they have all the, you know, hey, gay people, we'd love to have your money type stuff going. And um, <laughs> that's what it is. It's the one one month of the year. They're like, oh, no, we love you. And yeah. we're everything seeing- rainbows. Yeah. yeah. All right. Right. So, but it's two, uh, it's a black hat with two skulls, basically uh, barfing a rainbow at each other, kind of. So I don't know what it means or rainbow barfing fight. The... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm like, because there's not a lot of the, because I don't really love like a full on rainbow hat. Um, they have like the visor. And honestly, I did think about picking up the visor. And then I'm like, you are so old. Why would you put on that visor? You know you're going to be way older. Hey, old man! And it would you be, going to play volleyball? Be, right? <laughs> Are you going to go bird watch? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, because that's where we be. And it was that that would be the peak where I know I'm going downhill. <laughs> so, uh, and I actually, but I actually, I'm like, you know, I I kind of would like the visor because then I can see, you know, through the through the the front of it instead of like. And I'm like, when are you going to look up through the the visor of your hat, you moron? Just put it down. <laughs> so yeah it's just creeping up on me i think the but last I, like this hat. I don't know yeah it's a cool hat man i like it because it's yeah it's skulls and it's black and it you know it looks cool and it covers my awful hair so yay win <laughs> so the last time i wore a visor was back in college so <laughs> it's been a while were oh. you playing tennis no i was actually uh, a mechanic for the cycling team and so it was a trek hat all right but, yeah yeah yeah, it was like a giveaway item. Hey, Trek was. I think cycling you know. would make more sense to need a visor, wouldn't it? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I mean, there's like the bike caps that guys wear when they don't have their helmets on and stuff um, that has the like mm-hmm. bent up bill or whatever. But um, yeah, it's more of like the, you know, wearing a brand around type of thing. Like some guys wear like a Nike visor for a lot of the cyclists. They wore Trek and other cycling brands. So. It's all good. But yeah, man, uh, tonight we have our very first Home Dad Con speaker on, and I am mm-hmm. very excited to talk to this gentleman because I don't really know a whole lot about him. And I think that that will be even a better conversations because I'd say that a good majority of the attendees have not met this uh, gentleman as well. So uh, mm-hmm. we're probably going to learn a lot tonight, I have a feeling. <laughs> But yeah, it you know, should be good. Yeah, but he's he's written a book. Uh he's also um a was it a I can't even talk right now. He, he's involved with uh, mental health and uh licensed mental health counselor. There it is. Yeah, there's a lot of LMHC. There's, there's a lot, lot of letters. letters. That's four whole letters. I get it. Yeah. I, it's tripping me That's, up though. 
been a long day. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we'll have him on here in just a moment. And uh, I'm really excited to talk to him. And uh, I hope that everybody enjoys the show. So we'll be right back. Become a member of the National At-Home Dad Network, an organization focused on providing advocacy, community, education, and support. Connecting with households where dad is the primary caregiver of the children. We do this through our webinar and podcast series, mental health support groups, regular online social events, as well as our annual convention. The National At-Home Dad Network is a 100% volunteer organization. Without the generous support of its members and the community around it, we would not be able to continue the work that we do. Becoming a member gives you access to past convention speaker presentations, the ability to vote for board members annually, and ensures that the organization's fees and bills are in positive standing. Oh yeah, it should not go unmentioned that there is some cool swag headed your way if you decide to become a member. For only $35 a year, your membership provides you with the exclusive content only we can generate, and you'll be supporting an organization that benefits families all around the country and world. By advocating for them, offering them community, providing education and guidance, and supporting them to grow in their parenthood journey. And one last thing, if you contribute $500 or more, you will become a lifetime member. Not only will you receive everything already mentioned, but also a certificate recognizing your status and an exclusive National At Home Dad Network challenge coin with our trademark logo, Dads Don't Babysit. So what are you waiting for? Become a member today. All right, and we are back. And just like I was telling you, we do have our guest with us. And uh, we are very excited to talk to them. We were just talking a little bit about the fact that we're going to try to make this a short show just because everybody's got kids sort of pushing up against the doors saying, Dad, let me in. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> but If it um, actually happens. If it actually happens. I've, I, I'm horrible at it. I'm sure most of the guys are probably going, yeah, right, Brock. <laughs> But put, put a tripwire. That's it. That's, sounds the alarm. You know. Ex- exactly. Exactly. So Mike Trank is with us. Uh, as we said, he is our very first home dad con speaker for this year, and uh, really excited to to just talk with him about um, how he got connected with home dad con and uh, what he's looking to present. But before we get into all that, Mike, uh, share a little bit about who you are. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family dynamic. So yes, my name is Mike Trank. A little bit about me. It's always like, I feel like that loaded question of where do you start? What, what avenue? Where do you go? I guess the first thing that pops up in mind is I am a therapist. So doing this kind of like via video is I've already done a few hours of this today. So I feel like I'm very comfortable and, and warm with that. So I kind of lived in different parts of the country. I moved to a new new place down south in a year ago. Um, so brought my two kids, uh, two young young boys. And uh, getting acclimated, getting used to uh, a new place, new environment. As I said, I am a mental health counselor, licensed mental health counselor now. And I've taken a, a strange path towards it. I never went to college for that. I initially went to college and worked at the radio station and I uh, was a communications major thinking I'd work in radio or TV or something like that. And uh, yeah, that went up in, uh, in a ball of smoke <laughs> quickly. <laughs> uh, so you take the fallback job of uh, doing insurance. For a while and uh slowly but surely and like there's there's more to life there's got to be something more as you know so i um yeah i quit insurance a couple times i quit insurance once i worked at a comedy club 
for about a year and a half <laughs> and using my production background. And I got a foray into stand-up comedy. I was able to do some some events and throughout the South. And uh, I was uh, Tampa's funniest person in 2007. I don't, I don't have that poster up yet. I got to dig that one out and uh, put that in the background. And uh, that was a great time. I mean, money wasn't great, but it was one of those stories that you can tell and part of who I am. And uh, from there, you know, it was turning 30 and kind of getting that pressure from from mom and others of what are you doing with your life? Where are you go? Where is the stability? What, where, 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 where are you this weekend? And uh, yeah, I kind of felt of like maybe she's right. Maybe I'll try insurance again. So I moved uh, up north and um, yeah, I, I didn't like it, but I did find my wife and um, met her through kickball league. One of those funny things in your thirties. And uh, I was like, you know what? Um, I know we just met, but I think I'm going back to school and I'm going to go into psychology. So she's been with me since the beginning. And um, yeah, I, I was glad that I took that chance in my thirties. I don't think a lot of people don't. I think that kind of started our path of together and listening to some of your guys prior episodes of, I feel there's a bond and connection in terms of we've had our own plan since we got married. And since I started uh, going back into school for psychology of, if you get, you know, when, when you get licensed that you can work for yourself and then we can, when we do have kids that I could be home more, which was always a goal of mine in the back of my mind of, you know, I'd like to spend more time with my kids and my dad spent with me. There was always something in my mind about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was important to me to do that. And so that was kind of our plan and goal. And then when it actually comes in 2017, you're like, okay, well, thought is one thing and actually <laughs> trying to balance out of, I have a screaming child and I have, uh, you know, still full, you know, I would kind of cut down a little bit. I was still working in an agency, wasn't by myself yet. Now that's some extra stress and uh, yeah, just trying to find that balance. And that's where one thing that I'm working on the side now, along with my practice is dad annual. Um, so it's kind of taking the, the, millennia the new world that we're in now that all our kids mm -hmm. are on screen time and everything that i see as a therapist and working with families for years now and uh just being a dad like those two thoughts of so i'm a stay-at-home dad and then i also see it from the lens of families working with dads and working with parents of you know what it's like being a parent in general now it's how different it is from from our parent from our parents generation raising us of there's so many different factors and things we have to think about and worry about. And it's, it's a very different uh, platform or world that we're in right now. And um, so I still kind of kept some other side projects. I, I wanted to start working on dead O'Neill, and I always uh, kind of an ode to my first son. I, I wrote a book. There's a children's book out there called hell's worst Wednesday. Wasn't many copies. If you find one, it's a rare antique probably still on eBay for, five hundred dollars i mean i got it pulled <laughs> up that. here on a i got it pulled up here on uh, amazon right now so what's i mean what's it going for a <laughs> uh, hardcover 1554 oh all right all right yeah i know i donated some so yeah that was um that was kind of my first foray into using my mental health background and having a kid of it's it has coping skills in it there's things of kind mm -hmm. of you know how do you how do you get through a tough day as a kid and um yeah now i feel the pressure of i have a second book but i've never i've gotten a publisher i haven't put it out there and i'm sure my youngest is only almost four now but 
sure in a couple of years be like dad come on you wrote you wrote my the first one the, the book dedicated to him where's where's my book where's my book <laughs> yeah where's my where's my dedication we know, we know who, the favorite know who child your is now. favorite is yeah, that right. sounds like yep. me i've got yep. i've got a i've got my first son's tattoo of his uh his footprints on my chest but i don't have my daughters yet <laughs> it's yeah. like it's the second kid syndrome there's, <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's something to it i'm like ah yeah, they're okay um but yeah <laughs> I, I put that out there because by the second time i never listens to it see i'm thinking of you it's there <laughs> just gotta get it done <laughs> How old, how old are your kids, by the way? Three and six. And when I heard, I think the last episode of um, today was my last day of my three-year-old being in preschool. It was my last day to have that 20-minute nap of quietness. Oh. Now it's the uh, summer of Henry. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's that age of, I feel mm-hmm. like three and four is that age of, you know, there's not a whole lot of camps, a whole lot of half-day options. It's, you know, it's either daycare or bust. And it's, you know, so we don't really have them in daycare, just a half day preschool throughout like the school year. Yep. So it's, uh, yeah, tomorrow's the last day. So it's a, it's a sad day. So I, uh, I got my, my last nap in and yeah, trying to figure out of what to do for the summer. Um, but yeah, yeah. When I was, my, my wrap up was just still writing some books. And now currently with the practice, I've started the podcast of Dad O'Neill. I feel like that was a good, good way of reaching more than just one one person at a time in session of being able to kind of have that voice have the support have people from different backgrounds different cultures you know having different voices of what it's like being dad yeah and mm-hmm. uh i just started that uh I, there's two episodes up right now third part two should be up hopefully within within the week i believe um and that's been really good so far i feel like uh yeah and um it was actually through my second episode, a friend of mine, Caesar, that was on. He he had talked about one of our things we had talked about of dad and what it's like of that. I feel like a common thing that we were talking about was when we're out with our kids younger. I have experiences with my kids. I don't know about you, you guys, but of that you kind of get from, from people of, oh, it's nice that you took the day off or, oh, it's nice to see you babysitting. Or that's good that that's good that you're a new age dad. And it's really kind of it's really sad of... that that is still like the thing. Like I mean, yeah. Dan, Danny's been in the game for quite a while. I've been in the game for a lot shorter than he has, but still feels like quite a while. And that has been like this mantra of society towards dads for decades, and it's really getting old. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you're yep. not alone. Trust me. Like, <laughs> I think pretty much everybody. Yep. No, I, I completely agree. I think I think the one thing though is, as we're talking about it now, if I think a lot of us have experienced that, but not a lot of us have voiced that. I think just getting it out there more is the way to change that. Is the way to kind of break that mold of, yeah, that's something that you would probably say to my dad who was babysitting or just taking a couple hours. I took that one day off in the summer. Of like, fine, I'll, I'll do something with him. Fine, right, get him yeah. off your hands. And it, it has changed since then. So um, yeah. we were talking about that and he had found you guys and had gotten the shirt of dads. Don't babysit. <laughs> yes. And, uh, <laughs> Got he, the red he one. That, he put that on my podcast and he told me about you guys. And I, you know, to my, uh, looking, looking through all my podcasts, I did see you guys and um, yeah, read more and, and saw that not only the podcast and all that you do of saw about the conference this year. And uh, I've done, plenty of speaking and public speaking and 
wanted to kind of get this dead annual piece and this is that's actually a piece of of dead annual of some of these common misconceptions that we kind of hear of this kind of broken you know societal kind of norms on the other side now of, of dads and mm-hmm. kind of having the support and kind of you know dead annual is a, is that kind of thing of all right how do we go forward from here as dads you know as mm-hmm. parents and you know have the support that moms have that you know that's always been there and ingrained and kind of that norm that's been there for a while now of you know moms do a lot right moms yeah. are always there and dads are always there too as you know most most hopefully are but you know there's that's i think we need to get out there more of right we're not babysitting we're not this isn't this isn't the, the old norm i think is just for myself of i think in that 2017 like mid 2015s whatever of seeing of all right we've kind of gotten more and more coverage of what a bad guy looks like and what that kind of prior generation now it's kind of like going forward of yeah so how do we work together to like emphasize and you know promote that of hey here's guys that are doing it the right way here's dads that are mm-hmm. there for their kids that pick up and drop off and soccer and you know i mean yeah i know i know i'm going on here i know i'm being my, my therapist self and doing the talk yeah, but- no you're fine you can, you can give me the five or the, or the cut it here at any time here. But <laughs> I feel like today, today is just one of those dad annual type days, as I kind of say to them. And, you know, it's right from carpool in the morning to picking up a kid, dropping off a kid, you know, going to a doctor, going to a dentist, get, grabbing dinner. Yeah. Having mm-hmm. a couple sessions. Here I am. And, you know, that's, that's okay. Been okay for, you know, that woman finding the balance, like my wife, right. She works full time and she's also, you know, home with the kids when i'm in session and you know she has the support and that's that's great and i think just the men need the support too and i guess the mm-hmm. last thing i'll say is what what was like that really big light bulb was um with my wife's mom's group at the time when our first kid was born and she went back to work and i was kind of struggling with what do i do where do i go you know take it besides the grocery store and doing a few things with them and uh, she's like, well, let me reach out. And they go to the playground a couple times a week. I've been going with this person and that person. And, you know, everyone just good way to get out. And she reached out and they're like, nope, we don't feel comfortable. We don't want, it's not for men. It's just for women. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing of like, well, you know, and even my wife said, it, like, they, 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 know, they know you're a therapist. They you know, like of all guys, <laughs> you get it. You understand it. Like you're, you know, they know you, like they've already met you. They've, they've seen you, they've hung out with you and, yeah. Even kind of floored her. I guess like, you know, I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I get. Even kind of made her sit back of like, whoa, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, why isn't it just a parent's group? Why does that have to be a mom's group or a dad's yeah. group or whatever? You know what? We're all just trying to be there for our kids. And that right. propelled it to to where we are today. Yeah. And and showing up, I mean, I've I've been to the playground, of course, a lot with my kids, and I have I have four kids, right? So it's always at least two with me. And we'll go to the playground and I've had people look at me like, what are you doing here? Um, I'm pretty extroverted and and I will just talk to people or I'll just ignore them if I think they're going to be ding dong. So I've never had anybody actually say, are you babysitting? But it is such a common mindset um, for so many reasons. And I mean, it, I show up and I'm like, I'm not, what do you think I'm going to take your kids? I brought my own kids. I don't want more. I am done. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm here, right? Um, but that, but like you said, it's that, that immediate thing where, oh, well, um, you know, and they don't know how to take it because it's been so uncommon for so long. 
and we have been making changes and we have been doing things differently and we've been showing and uh, moving into even to where we have certain groups that are helping dads be at the school more um, and right. not necessarily just at home dads, but just dads that want to be more involved. And especially um, uh, with the, I would say probably starting with the millennials. Now they're all like in their thirties, 40 years old in that, that range right now where they have, decided like you said earlier you know i didn't i don't like the way my dad wasn't there or i don't like the way my dad just never knew what was going on and i want to know what's going on i want to have eyes on what you know it, when you bring something home you know if you if you bring a little a clay thing you made at school i want you to bring it to me too and i want to be right. part of that response of oh man that's the best looking little clay thing i've ever seen <laughs> um you want to be involved you know both at the school level but then also before and after the school at home dads at home parents in general get a lot more than their kids um sometimes more than we want uh but the reality of it is is and we have talked about this a dozen a hundred times who knows that that nurturing doesn't have anything to do with male or female you know caretaking doesn't have anything to do with male or female if there's nothing there's no there's no fathering jobs around the house or tasks or chores. It's not fathering and mothering. It's just you're a parent. And other than birthing the child, okay, you know, it's 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 50 50. Who who want who can do this best and that kind of thing? So the the right. uh, uh the equity in that, you know, the gender equity that we look for in the home. So yeah, definitely I've, preach into the choir. I I guess first I'll say is yeah, I'm in that weird zone of, I don't know if you've ever heard of Xennial, of like that late 70s, early 80s of, yep. you know, it's like that last, that's that last five years. And like, it's, it's ingrained in my brain of how crazy looking back it changed of that last, went through high school and almost all of college with no cell phones, no laptops of the analog ways of going to the library, microfiche, the whole nine. Oh yeah. And then poof, within like, you know, a couple of years of everyone's got a cell phone. I was like, just remembering that, like, wait a minute, two years ago, I was on a freshman we all had to go to the computer lab and that's where like, no one had a desktop or laptop and two years later everyone's got like, just this mm-hmm. two years prior to that you were that going to a you were going to a pay phone and saying uh yeah basketball practice is done come pick me up click <laughs> oh yeah yeah no it's that uh, so it is from that exennial standpoint to the millennials and right all these kind of who are the parents now with just that mindset more so of you know, than the generational, right? It could be grandfather. It's, you know, whoever's in that parenting role, whoever takes care of the kid. I think Mm -hmm. the one phrase that comes to my mind that kind of always sticks with me in this, I guess, uh, grand scheme of things is, I don't want to have that thought of, I wish I spent more time. I wish I, you know, was there more. I I know I won't have that question at some point in life of, Mm -hmm. no, I I was there as much as I wanted to be there. And I did as much as I wanted and could. And and that means more to me. And what we're talking about is, and the change hats here of going into the therapy side of it, of it's breaking the cycle, right? It's just oh, yeah. what we knew growing up. And that's, and, and doing what we're all doing here, having this conversation is breaking that cycle of, you know, and, and I can look back and honestly say, if even with my own dad, if he was breaking his cycle, right? He was trying to do better than his dad, than grandpa was doing. And, you know, mm-hmm. by spending even a couple of days and doing things like that, that's more than grandpa did. And we're trying to progress it forward. We're hopefully, our kids, right. That norm for them is, well, dad was around every day. Dad was there mm-hmm. for me. Dad, dad saw my, you know, Play-Doh dinosaurs. My kids show me today when I picked them up, you know, it's, <laughs> it's those moments and things of, yeah. So that's his norm. So when he grows up and if he has his own family, 
he'll know if this is normal and want to progress yeah to the next you know level have expectations of it i mean i i know so right. many kids that, that my kids will talk to and they're like your dad does what what do you what is he cooking is he grilling uh he's in the kitchen what's he doing does does your mom know kind of feeling you know um because again it is so unusual or it has been so unusual yeah but, definitely yeah i i was curious your uh your buddy caesar was it is that right that uh pointed mm-hmm. out the uh just the network and stuff to you um mm-hmm. is he a stay-at-home dad as well in between like he, he does okay. work from home but yeah. his kids mm-hmm. are older now Okay, and, but he still picks him up. He still finds the time. So That's yeah, cool. he's he's been a stay at like a work at home, stay at home dad. So did he did he find home dad con or was it like you kind of got like hey here's the network and then you found the convention? How did that all kind of come about that you got that set up? Yeah, um, he yeah I think he found it from like another friend of his locally that was kind of having that conversation. He's like hey I found this group, and um, yeah when he told me about it. I, I, you know, read more, read, saw the podcast, listened to, you know, I was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is a great channel. And then I saw the DadCon uh, convention was, was coming up and right said, you know, any uh, applications for presenters and speakers. And I put together this dead and you'll have the book, you know, ready yeah. to be out there. Um, but yeah, I've been working on trying to put this into uh, locally doing speaking engagements with it and try mm-hmm. to get feedback and this is you know an opportunity that that i felt like yeah. was a great opportunity to to come out to uh to milwaukee which i think i was listening to your podcast uh once again in the car today of i heard it's like one day is it the uh the old-fashioned uh day of old fashions or something like that mm-hmm. so yeah that be, uh, yeah that that could that could be a different kind of a dead annual <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll go back to 1950s dad if, yeah well, that's old all fashions and that's all good yeah it has um, deep roots it really surprised me because, you know, I just moved up to Wisconsin just uh, not even two years ago. So there's a lot of things you think of, well, this is this, but haha, you know, it's just a stereotype. No, absolutely. You know, people have asked me, right. well, do you know how to make an old fashioned? I'm like, I don't know what an old fashioned is. I don't really drink that much. So, I, <laughs> you know, and I'm a much more singular guy, you know, give me a, a scotch. Okay. That, no, that's good. I don't need to, let's, let's, let's do fine. And the fact that they're having one that it's, it's, is it old fashioned day? It's, it's old fashioned it's, day. Yep. Is yeah. that the way you call it? So it's the, you know, so it's your annual old fashioned. And then we're having drink Wisconsinably come over and teach us how to make old fashions. And I'm like, this is, this is perfect, you know, for, for dads, <laughs> it's perfect because yeah. a lot of that, even if you don't live, you know, here in the Midwest, whatever you, but a lot of that nostalgia almost of, of an old fashioned because it is, mm-hmm it's literally old fashioned, you know, it's a, it's, right. it's, it's, it's an ancient forever. drink, you know, yeah. it's been around yeah. forever. Right. And I can see maybe not my dad, but I can see dads of that generation being like, Oh no, I'll have an old fashioned. Of course yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the mad bit. let me make yeah. you one. Cause now I know. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I, I am curious so I about have... one thing, Mike though. So, yeah. so your buddy tells you about it, you find it. Uh, I'm just curious. What was the wife's reaction to what? To when you were like, "Hey, I found this convention for stay-at-home dads." Oh, <laughs> did well, she have funny, a reaction funny to funny it? Side note of, <laughs> her, her only reaction was because she, yeah, she's very supportive, and, and and now I think as I was saying, like now she gets in more of you know when she got that reaction from people that she knew a few years back. 
yeah no she's very positive and supportive and thinking that this is a great thing that's great uh, she was not too thrilled in the fact of it happens to fall on the same weekend as her anniversary um but hey <laughs> you're not even, the only one this, her 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 words not mine she's like listen it's already over 13 years 12 years sorry <laughs> so you know we'll just do it the next day well you know it's not there you go when that with having kids of we never really have dinner actually we go out on the actual day so we'll go out the following weekend it's not mm-hmm. so even she's like it's perfectly fine if this is uh no she's she's happy she wishes she could probably come and definitely wants to to see it and yeah she's she's been supportive since you know i was unemployed and said hey i know it's maybe our fifth, fourth date but uh i'm gonna go back to school and uh gonna be in psychology and uh see where that takes me so mm-hmm. yeah she's, she's yeah. been very supportive since day one your wife sounds like she falls right in the same category as as Danny's wife and my wife, uh, as far as like, yeah, like I could come hang out, like <laughs> kind of deal, and and be around like yeah. that. And my wife actually, uh, you know, at some point she's probably gonna end up coming with me because she keeps wanting, like, she's always like, oh, I want to go like meet, you know, some of the guys and you know do you know that kind of thing. And just I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And then you can just kind of have your own time by yourself, reading books or whatever while. I'm off, you know, doing, yeah. doing the convention yeah. stuff. So my first yeah. one, my, my wife went and she stayed, she's an introvert. So she stayed in her room and she knit and I don't even think we went out to dinner. You know, we had breakfast together every day. I know that, but I'd go to the convention. I do all the things. Then I'd go to the, you know, go back to the hotel and like, Hey, everybody's having, you know, dinner over here or whatever. You okay. And she barely look up. She goes, mm, I love you. And just keep knitting, <laughs> you know, um, but it was a great vacation for us, especially with our kids being younger and just having, you know, being at our wits end with these little things um, and needing yeah. to get away from it. Uh, so I, I don't want to yeah. like say, let's all bring our wives. Um, that's a lot of extra people. And there's, yeah. there's, 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 I mean, honestly, okay. I love my wife. Everybody knows I love my wife, but I don't mind getting two, three days away from her. I don't. Yeah. No. I mean, it's not because we've married a long time. It's just, I need a break. I just need some, I, I need some alone time. <laughs> yeah. That's from a therapist perspective. That That is, uh, I think another piece of the dead annual part of it is, is, is that to say that, that that is nothing wrong with saying that. If, I always see it. And from my understanding, from reading different psychologists and the family dynamics of it's healthy to, you know, you're, you're a better dad, you're a better husband when you take time for yourself or mm-hmm. time with other friends. If you need that, you know, cycle yeah, and balance and trying to keep it. Yeah. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a, yep. I feel like that's a question that comes up though, a lot, like with the newer attendees, like they, they register yeah. and then they're like immediately one of the questions that gets asked is like, is this a family thing? Like, can I bring my, what? my family, can I bring my wife? And it's like a lot of the veteran guys have to be like, I mean, you can, but like, just so yep. you're aware, like these are all the things that take place and you really got to set up boundaries that say like, I'm here to do these things and it needs to be known that you can't, you know, like I'm not here to be leaned on for support while I'm here. Like, I don't know, like that's to me, like, that's the thing. It's like, there's a, there's gotta be a boundary set in place. <laughs> are we bringing the kids too? Because I don't want to work. No. While I'm at the convention, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I don't need no, to take the show I, on the road. It's bad enough just doing it in the house. Well, the day. last the last dad I remember doing that was uh was Matt Strain when we were down in Orlando because they went to Orlando mm-hmm. and then they were there and then they had Wouldn't the convention. She, she was on a panel. She it? was on a panel, but the kids were there yeah. too. So yeah. yeah. But I remember that like you know, it's just juggling basically. I mean, mm-hmm. even last year out in Phoenix, uh, Gerard actually brought his youngest, had him strapped to his oh, chest sure and everything. Did. And I uh, kept hearing that little baby. <laughs> Does that baby need me? I think that baby needs me. <laughs> I think that's one of those big stigmas that kind of we were talking about before. That's still, it's very embedded out of, right. I mean, I, I can't speak for your dads, but my dad and I, the weather is that they didn't really have friends. They either worked they were at home and maybe they went out every now and then with mm-hmm. somebody to golf or something. Yeah. And I think that's really carried over from societal and also think sitcom wise, you know, that's a big part of how we were raised. And I think that's just kind of that norm of wife knows best and you know, your spouse and you know, you're supposed to work and come home and take care of the kids. And I think, right. As, as good as it is for encouraging, like, you know, I encourage my wife of go take your weekend. Your wife's, your friend's coming down. Go ahead. Have a good time. I'll take care of the kids. You know, I'm right. and going to dad kind of, I'm doing my own thing. I think it really hit me and I added it into that annual because it really hit me when actually we're in St. Andrews, it was me and a buddy of mine and it was, and you could tell if all the American tourists had their spouses with them. It was like me and my guy friend were like one of the very few all the europeans going it was all guys it was a different shift of like they knew it was this is a thing that will guys remember going to a place like that doing that thing yeah. while we were like having guys like merry guys come up to us me and my friend of like you know <laughs> just talking to us because they were like i've been talking to my wife all week like she want you know mm-hmm. i want to do this and i didn't have any other guy friends so like yeah sure we'll go spend a you know trip in scotland she want to see scotland we did the castle we did this we did that and now i'm here like doing one thing i want to do but you can't like she likes it but she's not like you can't you want to go find another guy like isn't this awesome isn't this great look at this picture Mm -hmm. look at where we are but you know and it's there's nothing wrong with either side it's just yep that just feeling of okay of yeah you can do that and you should do that you should both be able to do that and that creates i think we lose that mindset of but that creates being a better dad and because you're rested and better husband because Mm -hmm. yeah you become more aware of like all right have a nice weekend all right, back at home. Back, you're getting, you know, yeah, you're getting to build into it. your uh, your self-care type stuff with that. You know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've got all the guys who are like, hey, I'm big into D&D. So we've got groups of guys going to do a thing for that this year. Uh, we've got guys who are like, I really am big into football and we're really close to a very iconic stadium. And so, you know, a group of guys are doing uh, going up to Lambeau. Um, you know, there's guys who are like, I'm really passionate about craft beer and like, there's the craft, you know, you're going to go to different breweries. And then, um, you know, me and some guys are going to go hit a game at Wrigley field. And so it's like all these different things. And it's like, you know, more times than not, you know, your spouse is not into sometimes the same things that you're into. So it's nice to be able to go and do that and just really get energized by that and come back and have, just that story to tell or to be able to connect with some of the other local dads that you maybe hang out with and be like, I got to go do this, man, which can also be fun. Cause you're like, make them a little jealous. Like, Oh man, I, I've been wanting to do something. It's like, go do it. Like <laughs> get out it's there for your health. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. there's plenty of studies. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of stuff out there that shows that men that have friends throughout their adult life live longer because yeah. they're, you know, mm-hmm. they're, 
just is. That just you know. well, we're made to do that, and, and and a lot of what we've right. done culturally over the last several generations, really, of being like the strong, silent type. You know, you're right. you're not allowed to have any emotion other than. You can be angry. Angry is fine. And you can cry if like your mom or your dog dies and that's it. That's all you get. And anything beyond that, you just had to suck it up. You had to sit on it. You had to just, you know, hold it in. And we've proven, you know, scientifically proven that's bad. That's that, that will make you die earlier. You're just, you're, you're just tearing yourself apart. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the amount of emotions, cause it's, it's really interesting to me that, you know, well, women are so emotional. Yeah. They're allowed to be. There's nobody mm -hmm. telling them don't, there's nobody making fun of them for, there's nobody, you know, just, just disrespecting them or calling them weak or vulnerable or, you know, you're a terrible, like, terrible person because you cried. Uh, mm -hmm. Men need yeah. that too. We have just as many emotions. Um, we may show them differently. And I know a lot of us, you know, I don't really, I mean, I show all my emotions. It's just hard on my sleeve. That's who I am. But a lot of us still have issues, you know, or not issues, really, but trouble, saying what we're feeling and a part yeah. of that comes into and we've been doing uh, i've been doing a little reading um with one of the other dads about the friendship de deficit and mm -hmm. the exactly. stark reality that you mentioned earlier that we have no friends um yep. whereas when you're a kid you make friends you just look at another kid and you're like hey you want to go play ball yeah i'll go play ball yeah boom best friends forever you know i mean and until yeah. you you until you die, you're still friends with that person. And all you have is those, those memories that you built up and sharing something, doing something together. And it's just as easy technically when you're an adult, but we're all taught to not show that, to not yeah. open up and be, yeah, I don't have any friends. I'd like to have a friend. Do you want to be my friend? Do you want to go play ball? Let's play ball. And that's such a simple thing that is not in any way easy that we run into right. constantly and especially the isolation you get with this job i mean mm -hmm. we've talked about brock and i've talked about it before i want i won't rehash all of it but the reality of oh yeah it's just me well i'll take my kids to the playground and go hang out with other parents nope they don't want to talk to you but that's the mom's group well, well mm -hmm. where the dads go well they drop the kids off with the mom you know, I mean, it's just so you know, everything that we have is just almost structured to where you're not allowed to be that person. You're not allowed to share in that emotion. And it's what we all need so badly. Danny, you made a, yeah, a point. That, right. Yeah, I say, Danny, you made a point that was really interesting to me. Um, and I, I've th I've talked with other dads about this before the friendship deficit thing. Um, it, so it was brought to my attention a few years back. Uh, somebody was talking about how, like, you know, think think back to how easy it was to make friends. And then how many friends do you have now? And I remember uh, the question was posed, you know, if, if you were to die, like, and you have Paul Bearers at your funeral, like, who are your friends that are going to be the ones that are going to carry? Can you name four friends, basically, was one of the things. Like, can you name four people that, like, whatever. And it was really wild um, a lot of the guys in the group that I was in when that was posed, they couldn't come up with four friends. They could barely come up with two. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. it was, it was very mind. It was very like eye opening to me because at that point in time, I had really invested a lot of time into building up the dad's group and getting to know lots of guys. And I felt like, I, I feel like I have quite a few guys that I would call friends in those groups now. And, uh, it's it's interesting 
uh, the amount of uh, men who they just don't have that. It's, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's it's like complete. It's like a third or fourth thought, honestly, to everything else going on in the world. That's. I think that's actually kind of what I was going to just uh, say in terms of my own, you know, un unresearched research of from working with so many families. I feel like the one thing I I hear more and more when I, I know what you're talking. I know exactly what you're talking about with the friendship deficit in the article. Um, is that the one thing I would hear is well, it's just normalized of your friends go on the back burner, right? It's encouraged for your spouse's friends. Like they need their friends to get through, you know, having a kid being there for postpartum. Like it's all a known thing of you have to keep your friends because that's, it's known on that side of it. Mm -hmm. It's now known on our side, but still of that learned behavior, that piece of like, well, when things get tough, who, who's someone's got to go in the back burner that's friends and i think we can all if we just stop and close our eyes we can probably think of at least one or two friends of that we had that just kind of fell off through right through time of you know things just got busy and what goes in the back burner but no it's not the spouses i think it has to be that equal playing field of you know that's the one thing i kept hearing of yeah i'd like to see my friends but we just got too busy and you know she was going away and i was doing this and the kids were doing that so mm-hmm. yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll give them a call sometime and that's kind of what i would say in sessions of you know, well, why don't you just reach out, just send a text of, yeah, yeah, but I don't know that's, when I can hang out or I don't know, you know, there's so many things going on and it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's normalized. It's trying to, like, how do we break that cycle mm-hmm. of, it's almost in a way pushing it of, no, no, we need this. Like this is, it should be as equally as important of, you know, and speaking for myself of, I never really knew about, you know, there's postpartum for women, but it's also the postpartum for men. Oh yeah. We and talked I never about really a lot. knew about yeah. that or, or yeah, for myself, kind of going through that with my first son of that isolation and feeling alone. And my wife had started a new job, so I had to kind of stop working at my agency so I didn't even have that. And it was even hard for me to say if when people would ask, like, oh, what do you do? I think I'm a dad, but, you know, I'm a therapist. It's like still trying mm-hmm. to, like, you know, with other guys, it, was, it felt weird. And I was feeling yeah. very isolated and alone. And being a therapist, of like, well, I need to dig in here and figure out what's going on with me here, kind of self, self-therapize. And, uh, yeah, that's that's this is all kind of where dead O'Neill comes from and where I want to see it go. I would love to see, you know, these podcasts and beyond of reaching as as DadCon does, of reaching more and more dads, parents, guys, of kind of right, understanding of no, this is important. We need to do this for us as a society, as a culture, as mm-hmm. as a parent, as a husband, as spouse. This is what we need to go forward of kind of goes back to like we know through the Me Too and all those movements of, you know, we we know what bad guys are. We know how to get, you know, this needs to go. And we, you know, we saw that. Now let's, let's promote, let's work towards, let's get to that next level of what men are, should be, can be, will be, mm-hmm. and all these kind of different thoughts and ideas and uh, kind of keep pushing that that agenda forward, I think, is Definitely. where it needs to go. <clears throat> and that's what I'd love to see and, and help help be a piece of that, trying to push that forward and trying to get that message out there. Definitely. Excellent. So we're coming up against the the wall on things. Um, I just wanted to real quickly, like give you a chance to sort of just pitch a little bit of what exactly you're going to be looking to present at the convention. Um, and then uh, tell us how folks can find you online. Sure. Uh, first, 
you'll have to let me know more about the old-fashioned thing i did not know about that <laughs> and i have an email about that i need to be on that let's hopefully it's not the same day i'm speaking so i don't know which day it is yet if it's gonna be friday or saturday it's Maybe the 22nd after but it's in the after evening after i believe the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no we planned that yeah. yeah all right all right that's good <laughs> um so what i'll be pitching yeah i feel like just a lot of what we've been what we've been talking about my yeah, you kind of covered it kinda, all I was gonna say I wondered yeah, if that my, was the case. Yeah, let's just boil it I down. I think I think the one thing that that'll that'll add to it is, and this is just for for guys in general to kind of make it fun. I remember over COVID is there was a therapist that was having moms kind of go out there and have like a group to would scream, and I was like, "Well, guys need that. I need to go out and just go in a park and scream in COVID. I need to get out of this house." Mm-hmm. And that's where I started creating of. Well, men are lions, so let it out now. Let's create lion as like an acronym. And it's silly and it's fun. And that's one thing I always like to do in the podcast. And that's something I'm going to do, I think is easy and simple. And it's just stupid enough to keep in your mind of let's let out our emotions. Let's let out our feelings. And that's one of the first things I will do there. And I like to do my podcast. And I wanted to share with you guys too of, you know, I'll just try to think for ourselves of let it out now of whether it's emotion, whether it's a positive or negative happy sad just kind of the end of the day of what's your what's your line let's let it out now uh you can go to dadennial.com d-a-d-e-n-n-i-a-l uh you can find the the podcast through there you can find it on spotify and apple and all the other fine <laughs> outlets there for for podcasts um yeah i'll hopefully be having a dead Anil and uh, let it out now kind of t-shirt to, to promote some of the stuff and uh yeah, hopefully the Dead Anil book will will be out in the near future too. Um, yeah, I'm on Facebook and Dead Anil at Dead Anil, and uh, yeah, hopefully I, I encourage people to to go to these sites and you can leave your let it out now. You can leave your comments after listening to the podcast too, and uh, give me some some ideas or questions too of asking a therapist. That's a fun part of the, my podcast as well. <laughs> That's awesome, man! No, thank you so much for for sharing all that. Uh, you you said the let it out now, the the lions roar type thing. I immediately had this like dead poet society, uh, prim, primal yelp. <laughs> that goes yelp. back to yelp, yeah, the yeah. yelp. So that's yeah. I immediately when you said it, can, it I was like, can just that. be a sound. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. From you can just be a sound. It can be it can be anything you want it to be. It's it's your let it out, whether it's in a car and a you know in your room or walking yeah, down I, I have a, I have a feeling I if like you this. do that at if you do that in your presentation you will have plenty of uh participation from the folks <laughs> from the guys in the room uh, I'm, I'm sure that we all can uh rattle the uh walls and ceilings in the room doing a uh a lion roar for you <laughs> mine might come out like a like a cat you know like a cat that got hit by a by a truck and a little little yelp <laughs> i'll have to work on that i got a couple months yeah, you got some time. It's all good though. But yeah, it's coming along real soon. So, uh, man, I'm looking forward to to meeting you in person. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, it was well. Yeah, that you know, you got a few weeks. You got a few weeks coming up before you actually, uh, you know, have to head a little west to come uh, hang out with us for a weekend. But uh, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm, I'm really happy that uh, you were able to connect with us and and make this happen. And uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to sharing a sharing an old fashioned with you uh, and talking further. So cheers to that. No, definitely. It's a pleasure meeting you guys. I'm glad I got to be the, the first speaker out there. So set the bar nice and high. So that's let's right. See, uh, you know. Everybody else just try. Everyone else. Yeah, there we there go. go. All right. Well, Thanks Hey, thanks again. You have a good one. We'll uh, talk to everybody else uh, next week.
Good night, everybody. I'm a dad, that's what I do.